0: so excited to (laughs) welcome this person to my show. It was a terrible introduction because I just said something really sassy before I started this introduction, but um, one of my very best friends from Virginia, who now we both live in the greater New York City area, uh, Miss Anna Huffington is on the line here, and we're going to do a little Triple Threats and Beyond interview, so hello and welcome. Welcome.
1: Hi, how are you? I love
0: you. (laughs) I'm good, I love you too. Uh, This is so fun because we see each other often, but I was a butt this morning and didn't leave my house, so we're not doing a live Mm -hmm. interview, which is fine, we can do one another time, but... um, tell me everything I don't blame
1: you though because of the rain so I don't blame you
0: so truly I don't even know it's raining like I literally live in a bat cave so my windows and blinds are all closed (laughs) and it's great so anyways um but I have to leave my house in like two hours I'm not really looking forward to that but that's not the point anyways um how are you tell me everything what's going on
1: I'm amazing I'm doing really well um I have been in New York. for. I just hit my year mark of being in New York, so that's good. Um, I survived the year. Um, I'm also currently on tour with George Street Playhouse. Um, They're based out of New Jersey, and I'm um, the lead in their tour. um, And I'm also under setting one of their main stage shows. So I've got a lot going on. I'm kind of living between New Jersey and New York right now. Starting Coming back on the weekends and...
0: What? I said story of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you
1: know how it is because you live, you live in Jersey. I come to the city a lot. So, so it's
0: fair to yeah. say that you're booked and blessed at this moment in life.
1: At this moment in life, <laughs> yes.
0: Good. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about a couple of things because you've done the very unorthodox way of this industry, which there's no right or wrong way, really, but... um How did everything happen for you? Can you explain to our listeners in terms of like your love for musical theater and then when you decided it's time to move? Because I know you were also doing the the commute, like I was, from Virginia to New York to do some work as well. So what was that like for you? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, I've always known that I wanted to be an actor. I feel like it was just kind of something I was born with. I never questioned like, do I want to be a doctor or like a scientist? I just always wanted to be an actor. Um, and I think I didn't really get into it and like actually started taking lessons and stuff until I was 13. And the main reason for that was because my parents, they were supportive, but not supportive in the sense of like wanting to take me places and let me do things. Like they wanted me to have a pretty, like, um, you know relaxed childhood, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, So I really had to fight for everything that I wanted. um, And I knew I wanted to get voice lessons. So I I did my own research and I found a teacher and I went to my mom and I was like, I want to take voice lessons. Like, please, I will pay. I'll like find a way to pay for them. I'll, you know, for me, like where there's a will, there's a way. And I had a large will. So I'm just going to find a way no matter what, even if that meant like walking to my lesson or whatever. So, and she, my mom, finally agreed to let me take lessons. So it all kind of started around the time I was thirteen. Um, I had been in a choir when I was like nine, which was like a good, a good experience for me. But it truly all started um, when I was an early teen, and then from then I just truly i i did all of my school at home online, so I wasn't involved in like a theater in my school. Um, there wasn't that opportunity, so I tried to like beg my parents to let me go audition for like community theater stuff and um there was a lot of pushback with them on that so I really like I honestly had to fight so hard until I was like able to drive myself places kind of a thing um so I just spent those years like learning as much as I could from the people around me um taking lessons anywhere and everywhere I could perform I was emailing people I was emailing like the guy at, um, scope arena to like try to sing the national anthem for the hockey games. And I was like emailing, you know, the director at blah, blah, like I was just doing as much as I could on my own because it it was a kind of, I felt like a little bit trapped. Like I didn't know how to get the experience I knew I needed. Um, because I, I'm like, I look very long term. I have like a vision for myself. And even since I was young, I've had a vision and I just felt so stuck because, everything around me just felt like it was, like, roadblocking me, um, in a way, so, yeah, I just spent probably the next three years just really trying to do as much as I could, um, also Virginia, Roy, you, you know, <laughs> Virginia's a pretty, like, limited, there's opportunity for, like, theater and the arts, but, like, it's not, if you're not involved with, like, CSA or, um, you know kind of grew up in like the little theater community it's very hard to like tap your way into that mm-hmm. um, not because they're like ultra exclusive but just because it's you know it's different when you're like not in the epicenter of it from day one um, so then when I was 16 my bigger like the probably the turning point of it all was when I was 16 I got a job at Bush Gardens for the summer in their show um And that was, like, a huge thing for my parents to, like, be okay with. Well, there really wasn't an option for them to be okay. I was going to do it no matter what. Um, But uh, that's, like, the training point of it all. Um, So I did that for the summer. And then I was in a couple shows with Virginia Stage Company. Um, And, again, on the side, I was – I knew I wanted to move to New York once I was 18 and graduated high school. So um, I – started to travel back and forth to the city I had met a voice teacher through a program I did um like a performing arts camp I guess is the best way to say it and I met my voice teacher at the camp was from New York and I basically stayed with him um and decided I wanted to like travel to the city at least twice a month to study with him and while I was here I like would submit for like cabarets and concerts and stuff like that and do a bunch of random like you know the duplex and don't tell mama and, and places like that so when I was like 16 17 those two years I was coming to the city twice to three times a month um I would take the bus overnight um which again was like I was like dad I'm taking the bus and he's like what no you're not and I'm like yep I am and i Literally, the first time I went, I called them from the bus. It was like, so well, I'm on my way to New York, because I was still at Bush Gardens working, so they weren't, like, I was living away from home, so they weren't really, like, there, there, so I could get away with shit. Oh, wait, I forgot to ask. Am I allowed to say bad words?
0: I mean, you just said shit, so you might as well just keep going. Yes, you're fine. <laughs>
1: okay. I forgot to ask. I told myself to ask before we started this conversation, but anyway, no, um, living in New York has changed my mouth.
0: Looks well, um, yeah.
1: For for the better though,
0: mm, um, okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I just I just just started traveling and making connections and really really hustling um, as I was finishing up high school. I was able to graduate early, um, and I thought about going to school. I started about, or thought about going to college to get my BFA, and truly, I was very like researched on it. I um, had a relative who helped me, um, just kind of, he kind of, it was kind of took me under his wing and kind of helped me, um, get the support that I wasn't getting from my parents as far as just like, you know, talking through my options and listening to me talk about the fact that I wanted to move and considering going to school in New York, um, so that I could also be here. Um, but I hit a point where I, it was the summer, before my 18th, no, before my 17th birthday, I guess. No. Yeah, the summer before my 17th birthday. And I went to the Performing Arts Project, which is a really great um, intensive in North Carolina at Wake Forest University. Um, and I went there, and it was just like a just like soul-searching three weeks, basically, where I was learning and taking class from all these amazing people, but I was also, like, struggling with, like, the fact that I knew I wanted to just move to New York and continue my studies there and not go to a natural school. Um, but I was in this intensive where I was still learning a lot, but it was really designed as a pre-college program. Um, so all of our, you know, we had master classes with schools that had come to visit the institute, and, like, we would talk with these people, and everyone, everyone, they only talked, like, the whole topic of the entire thing was everyone being like, what schools are you flying to? Like, what do you like, what are your preaching songs? And what do you like, have you done this? And, you know, and I just felt like I was very out of place because I kind of had already made, I was, I told myself like, I had to give myself like six months to make the actual decision. If I was going to go to school and pursue that or go to New York and pursue that. Um, and in those six months, I was trying to like ask anyone and everyone I could in the industry, my teachers, anyone I came in contact with that, I respected and that, you know, was in some sense, like, connected in the art. I was asking, like, you know, I here's what I want to do, and here's what I, I think I'm called to, but I didn't want to just make an arbitrary decision. You know, I hadn't been in theater that long. I had barely ex- any experience. Even now, like, I'm getting more underneath my belt, but, like, I'm still green, like, as green as a leaf on a tree. That was really cheesy. I can't even... <laughs> oh,
0: my God. What <laughs> are you doing?
1: So like, no, like... <laughs> as green oh, as I a leaf on a tree.
0: What are you thinking right now?
1: Um, I'm thinking on my toes, Roy. This is what happens when you interview me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just kind of, like, spent. I told myself I'd have six months to kind of, like, think about it and really weigh my options for both choices. And at this camp, keep calling it a cancer. it was really an institute, it was very intense, at this institute, um, I had a conversation with one of the faculty members, who was kind of like, took me under her wing as a mentor, and I was basically like, I feel like I'm faking my plan to go to school, because I don't want to go to school, and I don't feel called to that at all, and I feel like I'm doing these applications and pre screens and like, preparing myself Like, I'm going to go to school, but on the side, I'm actually hustling, like, in my room, planning my trip, like, trips to New York and planning when I'm going to move there and, like, looking at apartments already. Like, so I felt kind of like I was living a double life. Like, one side of me was like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do that. And the other side of me was like, (laughs) that I know what I want to do. You know, you can make a life in New York as well as anyone who's making a life out of school, you know, school isn't for everyone, and I think especially in theater, it's actually really nice because you don't necessarily need a degree to get a job, you know. Um, and I think it's for some people, but I knew it wasn't for me. So that was just kind of a that was kind of like the turning point again for me with that decision. I had always known I wanted to do it, but I kind of needed like a little bit of like. Confirmation and Again, I didn't want to, like, go into blindly being, like, I know I don't know a lot, but at the same time, am I ready to, like, go out into the world and, like, get training? And I by, all, by no means, I thought I was going to move to New York and be like, I'm going to book this and I'm going to do this. I wanted to move to New York to continue studying at places, because, like, when I was traveling back and forth, I was going to steps and taking classes. I was going to Broadway Dance Center. I was taking, like, master classes to, like, the growing studio and places like that and again I had like my teachers up here that I would talk with but um uh, yeah so I decided to do that and spent basically the next almost a year working my ass off per usual of course. Um, really honestly it was a horrible year because I did not want to be in Virginia I never have liked Virginia very much other than the beach and a beach baby all the way but like I've just always known I wanted to go to New York, so, like, not being able to be there when I wanted to be, like, taught me a lot of patience, but also, like, just was a very hard year. I was working three jobs in the summer. Um, I taught at an arts camp. I was... Um, I traveled to the city, I think, four times my last summer in Virginia because I was working so much and trying to save money for moving. Um, and, again, like, this whole time, my parents... I just feel like every time I would mention, like, anything about moving to New York, they didn't take me seriously, but I was doing the work to, like, prove that I was, you know, doing it, like, no matter what. But I think they didn't really realize I was actually for real about it until I told them that I had talked with a girl and I had, like, um, confirmed an apartment that I was going to move into in New York City on September 1st.
0: Oh, boy. All right. You didn't waste any time there. So wait a minute. Let's talk about something for a second. You, um. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you know where this is going. So you talk about your family a lot and you talk about um, growing up in Virginia and all of that good stuff. So for our listeners to just understand, how many siblings do you have?
1: I have eight siblings.
0: And where do you fall in the eight?
1: I fall, I'm fifth of nine total, so I'm technically the middle child, but there's really no middle for nine, obviously, um, but I am the, the true middle child, like, as far as the trajectory of our family goes, it's, I'm the middle, the middle child.
0: So, yeah. the next question. <laughs> God. You brought it up, I'm just following up and being a good host. Um <laughs> So you have nine, there are nine Heffington human beings that are children.
1: Nine, yeah, that are, yeah.
0: Um, yep. And you guys live on a farm and make your own clothing and you sing. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh
1: so, my God.
0: So <laughs> I with, with there being nine siblings, um, she- uh, what, is the, what is the music sense like in your house? What is the theater dedication like? What is all of that? I mean, I feel like there's got to be, Nine different personalities, nine different tastes in music, nine different (laughs) theater tastes. And did anybody, aside from you, go on to do theater, film, TV, music, any of that stuff, performing arts, whatever?
1: Yeah, so both of my parents were professional musicians. Um, Funny thing, they actually met at Bush Gardens. I didn't know that. And... Yeah, they did. That's funny. So when I started working at Bush Gardens, they were like, oh, my God. They were actually really excited for me, but also, like, scared as hell because I'm 16 and about to go, like, you know, live my life on my own. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, like, truly, they were like, I don't know about this. I'm like, well, I am, so peace out. Oh, God. Um, No, so they were both professional musicians. My dad went to Ithaca. My mom went to Peabody Conservatory, like, pros. They were amazing, but... Um, They also taught in public schools. My dad taught dance. They were very, very involved. So it's, like, no surprise that I came in, honestly. Like, it it runs through my family. My grandmother was a professional ballet dancer. Like, all of it is, I come by it, honestly. But as far as my siblings go, my oldest brother is singer-songwriter, and he pursues that in D.C., so, like, he definitely came out with (laughs) art-related talent. Um, My sister right below me... um, no, sorry, my sister right above me. Sorry, I always feel like I'm. <laughs> um, she also does theater. Um, she lives here in New York. Uh, she kind of followed in my footsteps a bit um, after I moved here. She kind of decided to move um, and and try her hand at you know doing life in the city, doing theater in the city. Um, I think we all like we all are arts related. My sister is an illustrator and a pastry chef, which is like, you know, an art form. My younger sisters dance. Like we all we all kind of are involved. My parents are very good about like surrounding us with music and and encouraging it's not that they weren't encouraging us like Truly, it felt like everything I wanted, they were like, no. And and there was never a real reason. Like, it was never like, you can't do this because. It was just like, no, you can't. And I'd be like, why? Because I asked questions, and I have always pushed the envelope. Like, from the moment I was three years old, I pushed the envelope. And I would always ask, like, why? And there was never, like, a true answer. So I think that's what made growing up knowing exactly what I wanted, but, like, it being just out of reach, so frustrating, mm-hmm. you know? Um because I knew they were supportive, but then when it came down to it, they weren't. And so it was just very hard to, like, I don't know. I find your, like, you obviously are respectful of your parents and I wanted to have a good relationship with them, but there were so many times where it just was, like, I just wanted to scream and sometimes I did scream because it was just, like, if, oh, like, someone like, put on mom's neck and was holding me down for literally no reason, um but it also taught me a lot about, like, tenacity and, like, getting what I want because I want it, not because someone's willing to give it to me or show me how to get it, um, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, growing up with eight siblings is crazy as hell. It was crazy. It is so crazy. Like, we, we, my dad started a group. Good Lord Jesus, two chat because it was all of my siblings and my parents and everyone reacting to, like, text and, like, you know how you can do, like, the love or like or dislike or question mark or haha, like, all the messages. Everyone was doing that. And I, like, texted out and my mom outside of the chat. I was like, listen, you know I hate group chats, and this one that's started right now is a living hell for me, so I'm removing myself from the chat. Please nobody get offended. <laughs> but it's, it's a crazy time. I love them all so much, but right. I, I really do. And I'm close to, really, all of my siblings I'm close to. Um, but... It was definitely not the most normal (laughs) childhood at all.
0: It's a very broad sentence. Don't know how to unpack that one, but I'm going to skip it and move on because that could lead to weirder weirder questions that I could have. We don't don't
1: (laughs) have time for that today,
0: (laughs) Lori. Oh my God. So do you remember, so what was the first Broadway show you ever saw? Oh,
1: first Broadway show I saw was Phantom of the Opera.
0: What's the second Broadway show you that ever is. saw?
1: Wait, what?
0: What's the second Broadway show you ever saw? So
1: Wicked. <laughs>
0: okay, I'll take it.
1: So I know I'm basic.
0: At what point did you look at? I mean, my first Broadway show was Beauty and the Beast, so it is what it is. Um, at what point did you look at what was happening on stage and realize like this is this is it? This is what I want to do. This is where I need to be. Yeah.
1: You know, it- I get asked that a lot, like, in the show I'm in now, we have, like, post-show talkbacks, um, and a lot of times, the audience members ask that, and it's funny, because I've had to, like, work on the answer, because truly, there was not a moment in my life that I can go back to and be like, oh, my God, that's when I was, like, I knew I wanted to be an actor. I have these memories from when I was, like, four and five of, I've always had, like, a type of insomnia, so I would be, I mean, I didn't know when I was little, little, but I would, like, be up until, like, 12 a.m., 1 a.m. My mom and brother would come in my room and I would be just singing and, like, I'd have all these CDs that I'd listen to, I'd have them memorized and I'd, like, put on a concert. I would just sit there and sing, but they would, like, listen to me and my mom always takes me back to that moment and being like, like, you always knew you wanted to be a singer or, like, an actor. Like, you always knew. Um, So that's why I said, like, in the beginning, I never feel like there's this pivotal moment where I – decided what I wanted to do. I just always, I never doubted it was what I wanted to do. How I was going to do it, that's another thing. Like, that's another side of the equation that I worked through and that I, you know, talked a little mm-hmm. bit about earlier. Um, I think, like, I, I, my first, I saw my first Broadway show when I was 13. My uncle took me to New York and took me to see Phantom of the Opera. Um, and I loved it. But it's not like I had, like, I saw the Broadway show and I was like, yeah, confirmed, this is what I want. Um, I also wasn't your typical theater kid in any way. I'm still not your typical theater person. Like, if I identify with, like, an actor on Broadway right now, it would be Katherine Gallagher because she just doesn't seem, like, when I see her, her social media and I'm, like, just, like read interviews or watch interviews with her it just seems she's so just so much of her I like resonate with just even the way that she like dresses and like you know there's like cliche of a theater kid where they're like always singing show tunes or have like posters on their walls and like they're obsessed with whoever the you know current obsession is on Broadway but like I was never that way I, I did my research and I I mean you were you Roy were like a lot of I learned so, I still learn so much from you um, as far as that goes, but I never had like a, a typical, my life just wasn't typical, it's not mm-hmm. typical, and I think that even goes with like how I got into theater, like I I didn't fall into it, but I also didn't grow up in it, Right. so it was a very like interesting roundabout way of where I am now, you know. <laughs>
0: That's so awesome, though. I I wish I had
1: a simpler, simpler answer for you. No, I
0: I think it kind of proves the point of, and we had talked about this a while ago, too, that there's no, there's no journey that is correct or incorrect in this industry. It just kind of happens how it's going to happen. And hmm You you find your way in the way that you're meant to find your way. And as as cliche and as ridiculous and sometimes dumb and frustrating as that is, that really is what it is, is that you just find your way how you're meant to find your way. Mm-hmm. You know? So, exactly. Um Yeah, there's that. So I what is the best advice that you've been given?
1: Oh, I oh got well that's hard. Um, probably you are where you need exactly where you need to be combined with you have everything you need within yourself. Um, meaning that you have the like power is like a lame word, but like you have the ability to create the life that you want.
0: Mm -hmm. regardless
1: of your circumstances, regardless of the opportunity you were born into or given, like you can do it. Like it's not like when I was younger, I would think about how I was raised and like, we didn't have money for like my lessons. Like I got my lessons, my voice lessons because I ate her house and like walked her dog. And like, I know that's not like, like people do that all the time, but for a 13-year-old to, like, text the, or email this voice teacher and be like, hey, so my family can't pay for voice lessons, but I really want to study with you. Can I clean your house? Like, that's kind of baldy, right? Like, it, it's weird and different and kind of odd, but, like, I got what I wanted, right. you know? And I, I think that's just kind of how I've lived my life, and I think, yeah, like, you have everything you need, within you and. You are exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment. And I think there's a delicate balance of knowing you're exactly where you need to be, but also pushing yourself constantly. Because I think a lot of people get really comfortable being like, it's fine, I'm where I need to be. I'm hustling, I'm living life. Opportunity is going to come. Like, yeah, it will, but it also doesn't just sit in your lap. You know, it's, that's right. really not how it works. Oh my God, there's this fly in my room and it's big and it's probably going to bite me.
0: I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> when you, so has ever, ha, blah, 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 sorry, has there ever been an audition that you've gone into that you completely Where? bombed and was awful and you want to share your audition experience? <laughs>
1: um, I walked into an audition this past season um, and I've been up, you know, since like 3am and sitting in a cold place three hours and it's great. And I it's the worst story. I walked in and I was for finger Lake Um
0: and they were all
1: pretty like the monitors and stuff were pretty rude. Like I'm not looking for anyone to be nice, but like please don't make me feel like I my existence is like the worst part of your day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I wasn't in the best head headspace but I walked into the audition room and I don't like wearing heels on auditions. I hate it I don't feel like myself. I don't really wear heels in real life, anyways, and I just I don't feel unless I'm going in for like a classic. I just don't feel necessary. So I was wearing heels because I hadn't discovered this, or I had discovered it about myself, but I hadn't accepted it yet. So I was still trying to like do the right thing and wear heels, quote unquote. Um, And I walked in and I turned and my ankle rolled and I landed on my
0: no (laughs) um
1: in the audition room. That was my entrance. You this? That was my entrance. Wow. Um, and then I stood up, like, really fast, and my skirt of my dress had, like, gotten caught in my boy shorts I was wearing, so that, and it was, like, a mirror behind me, but, like, the table could see, and the, the, one of the people behind the table were like, oh, your dress is, are okay? I was like, here we go, and so I was already like, really, really out of it. I was sick. I had bronchitis last season for eight weeks. And I, I know it's stupid, but I never went in to a doctor because I didn't have any money for antibiotics. So I pretty much like, was living with, like, sickness for literally eight weeks. Um, so I also wasn't feeling good, but I went to the accountant, put my book down, I, I told him what I was going to do, and I'd be like, worked out everything, and i go to the center and I, like, took my heels off that I told him I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And I'm standing there singing, and I get to the end, and it's, like, I'm belting, and, and I kid you not, a chunk of, like, gunk or whatever, because I was, like, hacking up, like, green shit, like, every day, it flew out of my throat.
0: Oh, that's the s- table. Wh- oh, no.
1: Like, I'm not, like, no, I'm not even kidding you. I will never get hired by this company, ever, because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm scarred for life, so I know they're scarred for life, but, yeah, and I, and you could see it, too, because it was, like, I was sick, and I should have gone to the doctor, but, like, I, it just out of my mouth, and I, I went, what a bad part was, like, I, I, like, was singing, and it came out, and then I inhaled because I was shocked at myself, and I choked it on the rest of it. My- <laughs> So it was just like, so I literally left so fast. I was like, do you want it to, no, don't worry about it. I'm like, great. I'm going to just, I'm going to go grab my shoes and my book. And I went and I, I don't know if I could ever top that story, to be honest. That day in general was the worst. Cause then I ran, I had to run to work. I was late. I had to run like 18 blocks in the rain. It was really cold. And anyways, yeah. So it's so, safe.
0: It's safe to assume you didn't book it really.
1: No. Oh, God, no. No, unless they wanted me as, like, the hacking homeless man in their show or whatever. Like, <laughs> a hot mess. Oh my a God. hot, hot mess. I, yeah. No, it was not, did not book that. Nope. <laughs>
0: Good God. So. What is what is a piece of advice that you can give to somebody just starting out? Hmm. Do
1: your research. Be prepared. Believe in yourself. But I think believing in yourself really comes from being prepared and being, or confidence is also part of believing yourself. And I don't think that happens when you're not feeling, you know, I think it's, it's all tied in with like nerves too. Like you, you're more nervous when you're not prepared, like if you just show up ready or whatever, like you never know what's going to happen. So always just... Time with yourself, like are you are you using your time that you're maybe not in the show or not, you know, maybe there aren't very many auditions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you being proactive? You know, like that's been a huge thing for creating. Oh so in the moments where it's like dead moments, they don't have the moments dead days, dead weeks. They can be, you can be being proactive, right, in that time. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like three different things. I, guess. but you know, I don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that would,
0: I would say that. So, if you could go back and do something that's oh, yeah, not sorry. the, so if you could go back and do something that's not the career that you're currently doing, what would you do?
1: Um, it's not really a career, but I would. I guess I could make it a career, but I, I would move to an island and I would just, like, I would do, I would be, like, a yoga instructor and, like, I, I would surf and stuff, but I would, I guess I could make a career out of it in the way of I could do, like, like social media for it or whatever, but I just have like, a really opposite of New York life experience where I would be literally just living on an island and, like, I know this probably sounds really dumb, but just, like, do yoga, sort of like connect with people and like I'm very interested in different cultures too, so I would love to like, you know, get the opportunity to live in a, okay, like a whole different world and, and and um but I I don't know, that that's not really a career, but I that's kind of I always tell people I'm like there's two sides of me. It's like the really driven, really like the actor like living in New York, doing this hustle kind of person. And I'm like that if I wasn't.
0: Honey, what just happened? you got to go back. You, you did it again.
1: Uh, something happened.
0: So, you have to go back to where you were talking about being an actor. That's where it cut out.
1: Wait, which part? Um, uh, when I said, if I wasn't an actor? Yes, go. Okay. So, if I wasn't an actor, I always tell people I have, like, two sides of me. If I wasn't an actor, like, doing the hustle, living in New York, I would be, like, this then-island mermaid person who really... You know, doesn't do much. Not like in a lazy way, but just in like a simplicity of life. You know, which is totally opposite from like the craziness of living in New York and doing what I do. So.
0: That's certainly not at all where I thought this was going. So there's that. But where I'm, did you think
1: it was going? I don't oh. know.
0: I the mermaid uh, thing threw it all off. What, is
1: this? what did you think I'd say? Like, well, no,
0: the mermaid thing mermaid. threw it off. I oh
1: got. I'm sorry. Not a mermaid, but like an island goddess. That's not any better. So I just said mermaid. <laughs> but not mermaid. I love the beach and I love the water, okay? And I love polance and I love surfing and yoga and people. So like if I had no aspirations in life I would go to like Indonesia and live like that, you know? That's that I can't tell you. That's just that's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> don't know what to say.
0: Alrighty, and so <laughs> uh, I would love for you to talk about George Street Playhouse. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, that that came totally out of the blue. Um, as I said, I've been here just a year, and I've been auditioning and stuff. And I, I definitely had like a great season, but you know, didn't book anything substantial. So as far as like, like stock or whatever um but this i did this audition like in may and it was um it's a four person cast i'm playing the lead it's um it's a tour but we only really tour around new jersey and the surrounding states um so like mostly jersey pennsylvania the um, a couple places in new york like more upstate um connecticut uh but it's a very it's very nice because I can come back to New York pretty often because it is so close um mm-hmm. but basically George Street Playhouse has their playhouse but then they also have their tour and the tour is what I'm on um and our show is basically uh written to bring awareness to the opioid crisis that's going on in yes. New Jersey um in particular well in particular in particularly nude. Jersey, um, mm-hmm. you know it goes on to places. It's really a huge, devastating issue in Jersey. So our show is basically a story about that, written back, and music is by Anna Kate Jacobs, um, and, and and written in really fun. Um, we take it to a lot of high schools as well as performing arts venues, which I, it's really really cool to see our show, like. Start conversations mm-hmm. um really important conversations like I was kind of nervous going into it because I I don't have like the typical public school drug kind of experience that my other castmates had and really that most kids or most people have mm-hmm. and I'm playing the lead and the lead is the girl who gets hooked on the opioid so oh, right. like It's just very intimidating. Like again, that's where my research came in. Where I was really did a lot of that before even our first rehearsal, and I'm still exploring so much about the whole issue. But um, it's it's a really cool show, and I think it's very thought provoking, and it's really it really is making a difference in the communities. Um, And um, George Street, like the entire company, is so sweet. Like I've never worked with nicer people. They're so supportive and kind and, like, like hands-on, they're, they're so helpful, um, even down to, like, getting a ride, because, like, we don't have cars, because we're from New York, so it's, like, you know, getting, like, shuttles figured out, and, like, they're just, they're just so so amazing, um, and I've also had the opportunity to understudy their main stage show um, that they're currently doing, The Last Days of Summer, Jeff Calhoun directed it. And I was understudying the female, one of the female roles in that show, which has been cool. Very also kind of, I mean, it's an understudy role, but like it's been a little, it's like a very from a far understudy role because like Teal Wicks is playing the lead that I'm understudying and I'm not, probably never going to go on for Teal Wicks. Hey, she's not going to like call out sick. And if she did, I feel like they would cancel the show before they'd put us or like put me on. But I still like to be prepared. So, like, I still, I go to, like, they just started previews. So, I've been going to, like, a lot of the preview shows and trying to, like, you know, study the character. And, obviously, you know, my lines and the music and stuff. But it's been cool just to, like, get to be even just around these people who are in the show and, like, learn from them and watch them. And um, it's also great for my resume. So,
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. So, you're making it happen the way that you have to.
1: Really, I We opened a week, almost two weeks ago. What?
0: I said you're doing great and you're making it happen the way that you have to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, So our tour lasts through...
0: It's
1: going to be so far and I'm excited to keep going and learning. And yeah, and that's kind of... (laughs) A drift event
0: <laughs> that's awesome can you tell me one more time what your tour lasts until
1: oh it until February
0: 21st February 21st you're gonna be busy for that that's awesome
1: yeah so it's great it's like a six-month tour essentially including rehearsals oh that's awesome um yeah so it's it's stupid. For fun and super great, I'm excited. Good, good. It's well, kind of crazy. I never thought my first year I would be on a tour. I, I mean, like that's, how, that's why I say like you never know what's gonna happen. Absolutely, so, absolutely. keep an open mind, an open heart. You know.
0: So as we get ready yeah. to wrap, because I have to move, I have to go because I have to go teach in the city, and I'm yeah. look like a soccer mom from Miami Beach. No offense, any soccer moms that listen, <laughs> but um, I wanted to get. <laughs> I wanted to get a couple of questions answered here. So we're going to play a little rapid fire game. So are you ready?
1: Oh God. Oh God. I'm so nervous.
0: Good. I can't wait. Oh, here we no. go. So what's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite candy?
1: Uh, sorry, classic kids.
0: Favorite TV show?
1: Right now it's, um,
0: uh, um, uh,
1: Oh, my God, Anna, what is the show that you always watch? Oh, Jane the Virgin.
0: Uh, favorite pre-show meal?
1: I don't eat meals before shows. I know it's <clears> fucked up, but I can't. I can't perform in a full stomach, so I usually eat, like, an apple, like, an hour before.
0: Favorite post-show meal? And then
1: after the show. There it is. Yeah, there we go. After the show, I love a good salad with, like, roasted vegetables on top, sweet potato, Ew, like, God. squash. Yes,
0: yes. All that thing.
1: All right, don't hate on the healthy No, people. I said yes.
0: I said yes. I didn't say bad. I said, oh, okay. Oh, gracious. Okay. <laughs> Favorite show currently on Broadway? It's not
1: quite the Broadway, but Jaggy's Little
0: Pill. Love it. It wasn't the question I asked you, but that's okay. We'll go with it. Uh, go.
1: <laughs> It'll be on Broadway by the time you air this, okay? The, I don't know.
0: When does it go up? Uh,
1: I think it's like almost in previews right
0: now. Oh, then yeah, well. Go-to musical genre? Um, Indie
1: pop.
0: Favorite movie? Mm -hmm. Roman Holiday. Favorite cast recording?
1: I'm going to have to go with the OG Wicked. I really, I just,
0: I have to. Sorry. Favorite old school Broadway show before
1: 1960? That's hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's hard. Uh, you know I really I don't have one I don't I'm not a huge old school brownie fan I respect and admire everything about it but I never was like obsessed with one, mm. one or the other I'm, I'm sorry you hate me right now I can see your eyes
0: rolling <laughs> listen this is not my q this is yours Uh, favorite guilty pleasure snack first snack Great
1: guilty pleasure snack would be first snack okay <laughs> thank you
0: Uh, Favorite uh, Guilty Pleasure TV show?
1: Oh, Gossip Girl. (laughs) Uh,
0: Favorite vacation spot?
1: I went to Puerto Rico. That was really awesome. But I want to go to Valencia, Spain. So I never went on vacations when I was young. Never one. So my first vacation was this past year. Uh, So I don't really know if that's a fair answer. But I love anything tropical. So.
0: Favorite uh season: summer, spring, winter, or fall?
1: Oh my God! Summer, fall, and winter. All right, that's oh my, all I have to say. There's
0: that. Next. East coast or west coast?
1: <laughs> oh, I love the west coast. I truly do. Uh, but I grew up on the east coast, and I'm I the east coast. Yeah.
0: And then my final final question is a three parter question. What is a dream oh, no. role that you wish you had played as a kid, a dream role that you can currently play now at your age, and a dream role that you want to play when you get older?
1: Okay. A dream role I wish I could have played as a kid was um, um, Little Cossette in Les Mis. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I always wanted to. Um, a dream role that I would play now or kind of could play now, Jenna and Waitress. I need to be a little older, but still. Yeah. Um, and a dream role that I want to play is an originated role. I really want to, like, workshop slash maybe Broadway transfer an originated role by yours truly. It's a far-fetched dream, but it's still there. So.
0: I love it. So, <laughs> if <laughs> you are out of control. This has been very fun, and I appreciate you <laughs> sitting down and chatting with me. I hope that you will... Uh, go through the musical theater lexicon and find something before 1960 that you like, but that's not the point. Um, I would love for you to tell our listeners where we can follow you and where we can look you up and find out what you're doing.
1: Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram. My handle is Anna Huffington. Um And then my website, com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook under... You
0: guessed it. Anna Huffington.
1: Uh Pretty much all of
0: my social handles are just my name. So Keeps if it you want to find me, Keeps that's how simple. to do it. Keep it simple. Listen, you gotta. Well, this has YouTube been... YouTube as well. I do, because it's easy. <laughs> like and
1: subscribe.
0: Like and subscribe. Do all the things. This has been very fun. You are outrageous and ridiculous, and I love you for it. <laughs> I'm so excited for your family to hear how much you curse in this interview and oh god um, my
1: no I'm yeah. not seeing this No, oh, it's not gonna be wonderful this. no
0: okay well I'm gonna oh, post god. about it and everyone's gonna look it up so uh oh, no. good luck to you I'll try and edit out some of the f-words because you've put a lot in there for me so thanks
1: I'm sorry i know I'm it's sorry okay. thank you for having me New York
0: Anna Huffington on Instagram on Facebook on uh www.annahuffington.com Go look her up, follow what she's doing. If you get to see the show at George Street Playhouse or get to see that tour here in Jersey, you will not be disappointed. And it's really about a great cause. The uh, opioid crisis is really huge right now, Um, especially very big in New Jersey. And it's very big all over the country, and it's really affecting people with chronic illness and different things like that. So take a look at the show. You really, really, really will enjoy it. And please follow Anna on all of her platforms. And watch out, she may be coming to a Broadway stage near you sometime soon. Uh,
1: Yes, I will be. Change your tone of voice. I mean, change your (laughs) wording, Roy, because you got to put it out in the universe. I did.
0: I said she will be coming to a Broadway stage near you.
1: I think you said she might be. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know which stage. I I can't say will be because I don't know what stage. All right.
1: Nice cover. Nice cover. I love you so
0: much. I love you too. I'm going to say goodbye because I have to now go edit all of the F words out of this podcast. (laughs)
1: okay i love you so much bye thank
0: you everybody for listening anna huffington on facebook and instagram www.annahuffington.com catch the george street playhouse uh tour as well all the way up until february thank you anna i love you and have a wonderful day and thank you all for listening
1: thank you love you Bye. bye
0: Hi, everybody. I just wanted to say, don't forget to like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook is Triple Threats and Beyond. Instagram is at Triple Threats and Beyond. Twitter is TTB with Roy. Don't forget to like us on there. And wherever you listen to us, please go give us a thumbs up or a good rating. Leave us a comment. Talk to us. Suggest some guests, whatever it may be. Just give us some love on those uh, social media outlets. Take care, everybody. And thanks so much for listening. It's so much fun to do this for you.